is. And so for each of us, I know that it is a challenge to actually believe what Jesus said. And as we've looked at different things of what Jesus says, and that's the power is like, do we actually believe this? And followers of Jesus, okay, his disciples, this is one key aspect of that, is believing, actually believing what he said and that playing out into your life. This actually is harder than it looks, okay? I almost feel like it's easier to maybe just do the right things or say the right things, but to actually believe these things is incredibly difficult, but it is our journey as a community of faith. It's our journey as disciples of Christ to um, help each other in this. As a pastor, my job is to help you to believe, uh, to talk about these powerful things that Jesus said, to give you some examples of how it could play out in your life. And so know that you're not alone in this and that we are a community um, that is all about you trying to believe what Jesus said. So today we're going to look at another common saying of Jesus that uh, maybe you've quoted, you've read about, I've preached about this uh, a few years ago, actually. Uh, but today we're going to talk about Matthew 5, 3. When Jesus said this in the commonly referred to as a Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I want us to read this again uh, and, and just take a second to think about this, Okay. This is what Jesus is saying, and I want you to ask yourself, do I believe this, okay? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do you believe that? And if you believe that, how does that express itself? How does it bear fruit in your life? So to kind of unpack this, um, I'm going to start with um, uh, that part, the second part, um, this blessing that Jesus is offering as far as the kingdom of heaven. So I'm going to kind of start with that second part, and then I'm going to go back to the first half of that verse. And I'm praying today that as we read this, as you ponder this, that you not just would be informed today, but that you would be awakened today. That's been my prayer last night and this last couple of days. I've been thinking of this. I want you to be awakened uh, to this powerful truth that Jesus offers us so that you can believe that in your life. Okay, so first part, the second part of this um, statement that Jesus is saying, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Why are they blessed? Because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, God's blessing is experiencing his way in our hearts and life, okay? Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, God's blessing his, 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 his extension of his benefits, his provision, his grace, mercy for you, okay? The word kingdom uh, refers to the rule or the dominion, the power of God. Uh, think of like a sheriff in town or the government. They're the ones who are sovereign. They're the ones who have, have the uh, control, the power in, those, in, in that sense. God's kingdom is his rule, his reign, his, his power over everything. And when Jesus talks about the blessing of being able to experience his way in our hearts, this is all about um, his power over all those things in our hearts that we can't change on our own. When we think about shame and fear and pain and loneliness, those difficult things that you just can't flip a switch 
and change. God's desire is for you to experience love and peace and joy and security and relationship with him. But all these other things get in the way. And so we live a life that has sin in it, that has evil in this world, the oppression that uh, many people face, awful atrocities that are happening. And it's God's desire that his blessing for you is to experience his power, his reign, his authority over all those things in your life. Okay. Now, why is this so important? I believe that this is so important because this is what you and I truly need. Now, we all can say, well, if I just won the lottery, it would be good. You know, that would be so awesome. Or if I had this or that, right? We have this kind of list of where maybe we're not even totally aware of it. We kind of have these desires that will make our life easier in some way. That's actually not your deepest problem. Your deepest problem is the power of sin. These habits maybe in your life, these things that keep you from your healing, keep you from relationship with God, right? Keep you from the life that Jesus died to give you. And I believe it's spiritual maturity to be able to understand this truth that your deepest need is something that happened inside of your heart well, that will then bear fruit outside of your heart, Okay. Uh, if you think about the many years that people struggle with um, something, whatever it is, maybe it's fear that has just kind of crippled their life, or uh, maybe it's a, a wound that's turned into bitterness and a hardened heart that keeps people away. Your deepest need is for his, his rule, his power over those things to set you free, to heal you. Now, for most of us, uh, we pursue a different kind of blessing. Uh, as I mentioned before, we desire maybe money or those type things. I kind of feel like uh, in my life and uh, as I've seen this, um, I oftentimes are envious and I pursue things like comfort, convenience and control. Uh, when I think about even my kids, I think about me, you know, I want my kids to have everything, you know, I want them to grow up and have convenience and all these things. I don't want them to suffer, right? I don't want them to have a, a bad life, you know, on the outside. And I have to kind of check myself and say, hold on one second. That's not the ultimate blessing of God. The ultimate blessing of God is for me uh, and you to experience right, his healing in your heart, to experience his kingdom, his rule, his power, his authority, his sovereignty over everything in your heart. Okay, And we pursue comfort because we think Man, that feels good. You know, on the way to church here, I thought about, man, how nice is this? I'm driving to church in this car. I'm drinking this cup of coffee, and it's a beautiful day. I have all these comforting things. It's so easy to, to say, well, that's enough. Well, that's not enough. God desires something to heal inside my heart. Uh, we pursue convenience. You can feel it in the last several weeks that maybe some conveniences were taken away, and the frustration that happens because of that. And I think also when it comes to when you have the power to do what you want, that's the control piece. I feel like money oftentimes is a control thing. Money gives you more options and now you have more control, right? You have more power. And these ultimately are not the best from God. These, I think, are, are blessings from God, are good things, you know, but they're not the ultimate blessing that God desires for you, okay? Jesus says, no, you know, you ruling, which is providing comfort, convenience, and control for you, that's not the best. Um, having him rule your heart is the best, okay? Now, what is the way to experience that? So let's go back to the verse here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I explained to you what God's blessing is. That's the second half. What's the kingdom of heaven? The blessing of that, the power of that, how good it is for you. Now, the first part of that verse is the path, how to experience it. It's the way to experience God's blessing. Okay. So I'll say this spiritual this will come up here oh, there it goes spiritual bankruptcy is the way to experience anyway spiritual bankruptcy is the way to experience god's blessing there it is okay spiritual bankruptcy okay it's the way to experience the second half of that verse god's blessing for you now let me kind of explain what this is being poor in spirit this is being bankrupt and powerless of our own strength and power our uh, new parents, Kevin and Jenna, probably felt uh, powerless and exhausted and tired, you know, physically and just done having a new baby. And those of you that have babies, you've experienced that before. That's that feeling of, oh, my goodness, I'm just done. I've got nothing here. I can't <laughs> I can't do anymore. I'm at my very end. And Jesus says that is your path for experiencing my blessing. Uh, it's being broken in such a way that you can't fix it on your own. Poverty, okay, that's the word here, being poor in spirit. The poverty of what's on the inside is not having the money, right? The power, not having that ability to bring yourself comfort, convenience, or control, okay? Um, uh, Rich Velitis, who is a uh, pastor in New York City, uh, this is one of the emotionally healthy churches, actually kind of where it started. Uh, and he says it this way of how he defines being poor in spirit. And I love this quote. He says, you're poor in spirit when... You, when there's nothing for you to protect, nothing for you to possess, and nothing for you to prove. Meaning, uh, if when we're poor in spirit, right, uh, when our soul is bankrupt, we have no ego to protect anymore. See, that's a pride thing, right? That's all gone. We don't need to protect that. Some false self uh, that we have out there. Uh, we have nothing to possess, meaning you've got nothing that you can use for your benefit or for the benefit of the of others or to bring yourself um, comfort convenience or control you've got nothing right and then you've got nothing to prove in a way you're kind of free in that sense i just want you to think about this that i've got nothing to protect nothing to possess and nothing to prove that's spiritual bankruptcy and this is the way you can experience the blessing of God, which is his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven in your heart today, in your life today, okay? Now, if you believe this to be true, okay, if you believe that spiritual bankruptcy is the way to experience God's blessing, okay, I want to ask you this question. Where are the spaces and faces where you can be broken you can be poor, you can be bankrupt. Okay, let me see that again. Where are the spaces that would be uh, places that you can be, uh, you know, you think of workspaces, you think of church spaces, you think of home spaces, right? Where are the spaces and the faces, meaning people, who can you be bankrupt with? Who can you be with in which you have nothing left to prove? You've got no ego left to protect. You can be totally vulnerable and open. Where and with who can you be broken? Where can you be where it's okay to not have the power, 
to, to, to be exposed, to not have the ability to give yourself that comfort, convenience, or control. Okay. Uh, I would probably say it's not your workplace. For me, it is, you know, being at the church. But it's not work, you know. And honestly, for some people, it's not your family either. Um, if you can think of your childhood, maybe that wasn't your childhood. It was not okay to be broken. It was not okay to be vulnerable. It was not okay to be poor in spirit. It wasn't okay to be bankrupt. Maybe the only thing that was okay for you well, for you to, you know, uh, muster up the energy to keep going and do things and win. Well, Jesus says it very differently. That it's the awareness of us being broken and poor in spirit is the pathway to experience his blessing in our heart. Um, I would hope that our church uh, would be, and it needs to be, a space for this. Okay? If our church and our community is the space that you have to put on a face, uh, you have to prove yourself that you've got something that you can't be yourself here, that's a problem. Um, I pray that you would find a face in our church community, you know, in which you can share your poverty with. You can talk about your spiritual bankruptcy with. See, the power of this statement when Jesus says this, okay, is the awareness of your incredible need for God. We experience God's blessing when we experience our dependency on him. That is awareness. We all know that to be true. We all need, we need God for everything. But let's face it, this morning when I got up and I got dressed, I didn't need God's help to put on a shirt or to uh, pick a shirt out, right? I, I didn't feel that need, right? I wasn't aware of that. I didn't pray before I got in my car. God, keep me safe going to church today. I just wasn't really aware of that. I'm drinking my coffee, enjoying the sunshine, right? Uh, if you think about these things, how much are you really aware that you truly, desperately need God. I learned this lesson uh, my first year in seminary. At this time, I had been a believer for about six years, uh, six or seven years. And I began to learn this lesson in which I was experiencing some suffering and some pain. And I felt in those moments the awareness that I need God. Yes, it's true all the time, but I experienced the awareness of that. And that's the power of this verse. Would you be aware of your incredible need for God? Because he wants you to come to him and be totally dependent on him so that you can experience healing and freedom, his kingdom, authority, power, rule in your heart over everything that is not like God over everything that keeps you from the life he has died to give you. Here's the question I'd like you to ask today. Is right now, okay, do I feel like I need God? You can go through your life. Maybe you didn't even think that this morning. You got so busy with the things that are going on or what's happening today, you just didn't even stop to think about that. Maybe your life has just been really full lately and overwhelming, stress levels high, fear level is high, and you really haven't felt that. You've just been maybe distracting. Uh, you know, you've heard this idea, that the saying that the devil is in the details. Uh, I actually believe the devil is not in the details. The devil is in the distraction, okay? Uh, it just Life distracts us from being aware of our spiritual bankruptcy. I use things like Netflix and watching shows. That's kind of my distraction. I use food for that. 
Uh, sugar has been kind of this tough thing for me. Those are my comfort things. I use convenience. I had used social media. I'm taking a break from that this year. But these are things that I distract myself, which inherently I am distracting myself from my incredible need for God. When I have taken fast, I've shared some of these things with you, take a year long fast on whatever it's been. And it may be different for you. But when I've taken these year long fast, what always, always, always happens as I get closer to God, the distraction piece is kind of taken away. And in that space is like just this connection with God. And it's really a connection with my awareness of my need for him. And out of that, I have experienced freedom and healing on things inside of my heart because I'm able to connect with my need for him. So I want you to ask that this morning. You know, I actually start the morning, this our, our gathering this morning by just taking a deep breath. <sighs> okay, God, you're right here. That causes us to kind of think, okay, then I can talk to you about what I truly need. Do I feel like I need God? Did you Were you aware that you needed God to uh, even start the day? Were you aware that you needed God to be a good spouse or parent? I mean, or did you begin the day with this confidence that I'm going to be awesome and it's going to be awesome and all those things? See, we shy away from those moments. I know of uh, we shy away from these moments of admitting these things. And that's why I'm praying for you today. You'll find a space and a face to be spiritually bankrupt with and at. Um, and I want to tell you this as you're considering some of these things. Uh, maybe you're feeling your poor in spirit when it comes to an addiction. You just can't fix it. You can't stop it. Maybe you're feeling poor in spirit when it comes to loneliness and you can't fix it. You just can't, you don't have any friends maybe. Nobody really knows you. There's things that maybe keep you. You're pushing people away, pushing you away, whatever it is. Maybe it's a shame thing that no matter how much money you have, no matter how many great things you've done, you just can't seem to get the approval from people, maybe a parent that you truly desire. And shame makes you feel about this big. And that's constantly going on running and running in the background of your heart and mind as you live out your day, as you live out um, your life with God. I want to tell you today that whether it's in this moment and literally it's a second in which it flashes through your mind in which you admit you desperately need God. I just want to tell you in this moment, it's okay to be poor in spirit. It's okay to be broken. It's okay right now. It may be a flash because then you got to do all these other things you're juggling right now, you know, especially if you've got kids right now, they're not probably not listening. My four L's probably aren't listening right now, okay? Uh, and Chris was juggling them, I'm sure, right now. Uh, whatever you're dealing with it now, I mean, I'm just saying right now for a flash for a second. Would you receive me telling you today, it's okay to be poor in spirit. It's okay to make you desperately need his help with tears. And I don't tell this as someone that is, uh, you know, biblically teaching you this passage and exegeting this for you and giving the interpretation. I'm sharing this with you today as a pastor that has walked a broken road and has many times in tears prayed out to God. God, I feel broken. I'm poor today. I've been doing this thing with uh, my kids when I'm with them, uh, especially on the weekends in the morning. Things are trying to get crazy in our house. Things get crazy right about, I don't know, when they wake up, you know. Uh, breakfast is kind of chaos. I'm trying to drink my cup of coffee because you know I need that. Uh, and juggling these other things, you know. And I do this thing now where I just stop everything, you know. And I say, okay, let's ask for God's help right now. And I will actually say, and I'm praying to God and the kids hear me, and I will say, God, I can't do this today. 
I can't do it, God. I need you today. I've had this kind of joke with my kids. I've been saying is, and I don't, there's, there's not four dads here today. You know, there's just me and I can't give everything that you want, kiddos. And so in my prayer, when I have these crazy moments, I just stop, God. I need your help. It is a moment of awareness to me that I've always needed his help. I always need his help. I will always need his help. But in that moment, awareness happens. And it's okay to be poor in spirit. You know, as I um, uh, come back here and I, I look at our some of the comments, representative households that are watching and families, as a pastor, I pray for you. I think about the challenges that you face that are different challenges than mine. We all have different lives. Um, uh, you know, whatever it may be in your life right now, I'm just looking at all these names that are represented that are watching right now. And, and I'm just praying for you today. Uh, not that you'd have some more comfort or convenience or more control of your life, you know. That's not a, a, my deepest prayer for you. That's not my pastoral heart for you. My prayer for you is that you would believe that the best blessing for you is his kingdom in you and his rule and authority in your heart so you can be free from the effects of shame, pain, fear, and loneliness. And my prayer today for you is that it'd be okay for you to be poor in spirit. That it'd be okay for you to be spiritually bankrupt. That it'd be okay right now and that you would be aware of your incredible need for God. Um, I encourage you as... You know, we uh, sing uh, some worship songs here at the end. Would you just, in this moment, these last, as we close in a couple songs, be okay to be poor in spirit? Uh, so I'm going to bring Nathan back on for to lead us in a couple more songs. And uh, Nathan, after you get done, uh, you can close our service in prayer for our community. God bless you, church. I'm praying for you. I miss you. And I'm praying today that it'd be okay for you to be poor in spirit, to experience the incredible blessing of his kingdom in your heart. Thank you. You're working for our good, for 
this next week, that we would love well, God, that we would just feed into people, God, and just be examples of who you are, and that your heart would shine through us, we thank you in your name, amen, well, good to see all of you all today, not see you, but at least uh, read the comments, so uh, Looking forward to next week, and uh, yeah, have a wonderful Sunday and a great rest of your week, everyone.